Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Character Sketches for Boys and Girls by Henry Davenport Northrup, published in 1899. Self-control is only courage in another form. It may also be regarded as the primary essence of character. Indeed, there can be no true manhood or womanhood without it. Self-control is at the root of all the virtues. Let a person give the reins to their impulses and passions, and from that moment on, they yield up their moral freedom. They are carried along the current of life and become the slave of their strongest desire, regardless of its destructiveness. To be morally free, we must be able to resist instinctive impulse. This can only be done by the exercise of self-control. The strong woman and man is the one who, by discipline, exercises a constant control over their thoughts, their speech, and their acts. The vast majority of desires that degrade and harm society would shrink into insignificance before valiant self-discipline, self-respect, and self-control. By the watchful exercise of these virtues, nobility of heart and mind become habitual, and the character is built up in courage, virtue, and poise. The best support of character will always be found in your habit which will prove either a benign ruler or a cruel despot. You may be its willing subject on the one hand, or its servile slave on the other. It may help you on the road to good, or it may hurt you on the road to ruin. Habit is formed by careful training. It is astonishing how much can be accomplished by steady discipline and drill. From the most unpromising men and women 
it may bring out unsuspected qualities of courage, endurance, and self-sacrifice. In the field of battle, it has brought out unmistakable bravery and true heroism. The most self-reliant, self-governing person is always under discipline, and the more perfect the discipline, the higher will be their moral condition. We have to govern our desires and keep them subservient to the higher powers of our nature. They must obey the word of command of our conscience, otherwise they will be but the mere slaves of feeling and impulse. The first educator of moral discipline, and the best, is the home. Next comes the school, and after that the world, the great school of practical life. Each is preparatory to the other, and what the man or woman becomes depends for the most part upon what is gone before. The best regulated home is always that in which the discipline is the most perfect, and yet where it is felt the least. Moral discipline acts with the force of a law of nature. Those subjected to it yield themselves to it unconsciously, until the moral life becomes crystallized in habit. I once met a man who said that he always stopped to count to a hundred when provoked before making a reply, but it would have been better had he been incapable of being provoked. In other words, the calm demeanor is always the best remedy for trouble and aggravation. Although character depends to a great degree on temperament and the early example of those close to us, it is also in the power of each individual to regulate and discipline it by watchful and persevering self-control. We may train ourselves in patience and contentment on the one hand, or of grumbling and discontent on the other, if it's the latter. We may accustom ourselves to exaggerate small evils and to underestimate great blessings. We may even become the victim of petty miseries by giving way to them. Thus we may educate ourselves in a morbid disposition or a happy one. Indeed, the habit of viewing things cheerfully and thinking about life hopefully may be made to grow up in us like any other habit. The successful business person's life is pervaded by self-discipline and self-restraint. Their success depends in no small degree upon the regulation of temper and careful self-discipline, which give a wise person not only command over themselves, but others. Forbearance and self-control smooth the road of life in many ways which would otherwise remain closed. Now let's talk about temper. A strong temper is not necessarily a bad temper, but the stronger the temper, the greater the need for self-discipline and self-control. It is not our faults that ruin us, so much as the manner in which we conduct ourselves after the faults have been committed. The wise person will profit by the suffering they cause and avoid them in the future. But there are those on whom experience exerts no ripening influence.
and who only grow narrower, bitterer, and more vicious with time. A strong temper that is uncontrolled often displays itself in fitful outbreaks of passion, but when controlled and subjugated, like steam pent up in a steam engine, it can become a source of energetic power and usefulness. And some of the greatest characters in history have been people of strong temper, but with an equally strong determination that holds their motive power under strict regulation and control. It is necessary to one's personal happiness to exercise control over your words as well as your acts, for there are words that strike even harder than blows, and people may speak daggers, though they use none. Indeed, there are words which sever hearts more than sharp swords do, words whose points sting the heart through the course of a whole life. Character thus exhibits itself in self-control of speech as much as in anything else. The wise and forbearing person will restrain their desire to say a smart or severe thing at the expense of another's feelings, while the fool blurts out anything they are thinking and will sacrifice a friend rather than a joke. As Solomon said, the mouth of the wise is in the heart, the heart of a fool, the mouth. There are, however, men and women who are no fools, who yet speak and act recklessly because of their want of forbearance and self-restraining patience. The impulsive genius, gifted with quick thought and incisive speech, perhaps carried away by the moment, lets fly a sarcastic sentence which may return upon them to their own infinite damage. Therefore, when one is tempted to speak or write a clever but harsh thing, though it be difficult to restrain, it is always better to leave it unsaid, while remembering the wisdom of many a great woman and man, who have said, I have often regretted having spoken, but never once regretted holding my tongue. Or in the words of Pythagoras, Be silent, or say something better than silence. There are, of course, times and occasions when the expression of indignation is not only justifiable, but necessary. A person of true feeling fires up naturally at cruelty or meanness of any sort, even in cases where they may be under no obligation to speak out. But to do so correctly and effectively requires self-control. To acquire this art of properly commanding ourselves in all circumstances, especially in the most trying emergencies and at the moment of danger, when not a minute, perhaps not even a second, should be lost, is as difficult as it is important. Therefore, everyone should be aware of the following critical means of mastering the art of self-command, that is, to make the most of every little accident or emergency that overtakes or surprises us. For example, I know a woman who lives on a farm, and she used to be frightened half out of her mind at the sudden sight of a harmless snake. 
but today, by dint of long effort, she is calm, composed, and self-possessed at the sight of any snake. In this same calm presence of mind, she brings to others surprises or emergencies in her life. In other words, the person who learns to take command of themselves at the sight of a snake, spider, or some other thing they view as scary, is at the same time acquiring the power to command themselves in any other circumstances where self-command is necessary. What we want to do is gain the habit of self-command in all circumstances, and this habit is to be acquired by frequent familiar conversation on the subject, and also by daily practice in the recurring small matters of life. It is by governing ourselves in these small matters which recur so frequently, but are regarded as so trifling, as to have no influence in the formation of character, that the art of self-control is to be chiefly acquired. Those who defer this self-work, until some larger or more striking emergency arrives, will not likely make much progress, for they are beginning at the wrong end of the matter. They begin exactly where they ought to end. Lastly, remember this. Life will always be, to a great extent, what we ourselves make it. The cheerful person makes a cheerful world. The gloomy person a gloomy one. We usually find but our own temperament, reflected in the dispositions of those about us. If we ourselves are querulous, we will find them so. If we are unforgiving and uncharitable to them, they will be the same to us. So be cheerful, forgiving, and a joy to be around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 